Hey man, when I drop this beat right here, I need everybody to get up. Welcome to the Minds Unlimited Podcast, where we empower others by changing perspectives. I am your co-host, Dr. Jay Duncan. And this is your other co-host, Just Z, and, and we're we in season five. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to season five of the Minds Unlimited Podcast. For those that are visiting us for the first time, we want to say welcome, and we have a lot in store. And if you are back for more in season five we appreciate you continuing to rock with us and all of you new and seasoned will be uh paramount in how this season goes forward so Mm -hmm. we're gonna have a lot of interaction from y'all a lot of audience participation if you will so be on the lookout for that absolutely so let's kick this thing off season five with the first episode titled The Position of Mental Health and Religion. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Now we put the survey says now nah, we put out <laughs> a question to um our followers on Instagram and out on Facebook and we had some interesting responses. Very, very, very deep responses. And first off, I want to say on behalf of me and Jesse, thank you all for being risky enough either to, some people called, some people emailed directly, some people uh, posted their responses on social media, some people saw us in person. So we want first of all say thank you, but let's get into this. So I want to define mental health as we get into this so that you all can understand what we were even uh, really asking and how these answers have helped um, educate us to have this discussion. So mental health is a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. In translation, it is the health of the mind, a.k.a. the thought and feeling. Similar to physical health, it is not a negative in itself as a definition, meaning if someone asks you about your mental health, they're not asking what's wrong with you. They're asking the condition of the health of your mind in conjunction with heart or feeling. Okay. And then the definition of religion is uh, kind of vague, but that's what we like to work with, Mm -hmm. is um, a particular system of faith, worship, and beliefs. Okay, then. Okay, so now that we've set the stage, let's get to where you guys have helped us with giving us some of your responses. So one of the themes that uh, we encountered was that trust in or pursuit of mental health means that you do not trust in God. Yep. Another one was that uh, to be in the church means that you need to consistently pray it away, which I believe goes with the first thing. Um, another one is... Uh church hurt Mm -hmm. so uh whether that's driving people uh away from the church and into their mental health or vice versa um and then the last one couple is uh, a lack of understanding of what the church is really for in someone's life Mm -hmm. or what mental health is really for in someone's life 
and then that last last is that they go hand in hand. So to me, um, just looking at the answers, it was like, okay, it's either one or the other, right? Either people are believing that somehow indulging in mental health is betraying God Mm -hmm. or other believe that they they go hand in hand. Then after having more discussion after we got these themes with individuals that shared, we realized this conversation doesn't happen enough. Uh There are some things that are going on that clearly separate the fact of there's a lot of people that don't understand what religion does or what church does. There's people that step out of the roles that have now damaged these terms. Yeah. And then there's this nuance of culture and tabooness. So with all these nuances, it is easy to see why a simple question would spark this much response. Let's dive into it, shall we? Indeed. I like how you said that you were taking on the inner Dr. Duncan of yourself. (laughs) Okay. Now, I want to go into this thing about if you indulge in mental health, which we gave you definition already, and then that means that you do not trust in God. Based off of those responses, what I was getting was that that when someone has a diagnosis or someone's going through like a depression, typically, which was the responses, that the congregations that they belong to or groups of people typically do not encourage them to talk to someone outside of the, the group that they belong to, mm-hmm. right? And one would say, okay, well, that's cool if that community knows you, but what we've seen is that there's been a lot of damage done because individuals either don't really have the intent of making you better mentally Correct. to deal with the situation Correct. and or unfortunately it's not profitable to really dive in and say, oh, we'll go see this out external person right. outside of the flock. I mean, but it's, it's so interesting because – <laughs> people will argue that like this uh based in religion you also cannot have common sense but i would argue that you you have to kind of have some common sense or um some reality mm. in this kind of thing because you know you wouldn't go to your math teacher and be like yo i'm not getting social studies and expect them to have all the answers. They might have some knowledge about social studies or whatever, but that's not their field of expertise. So, of course, they're going to use and leverage their knowledge of math to try to help you as best they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same thing in the church. It's the same thing with religion. We expect, or people have groomed us to expect religious individuals to have every single answer to what's going on in your life Mm. when most times they can only come at it from if they studied the Bible or if they studied a spiritual text from that lens Yeah, because they're not a mental health specialist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's interesting that people don't react the same way with physical health. They don't go to their pastors and be like, my knee is aching and you need to help me with it. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, but mental health and physical health are very much similar. Very much so. <laughs> I like how you put that common sense in there. Um, because when something doesn't seem right, typically 
something not. ain't right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that on that, unfortunately, people have taken advantage of this lack of understanding. They say only come to this person. You should pray it away. And when that happens, number one, we are neglecting the fact that we're saying the mental health is real or not. Right. We're, ne- we're ne- neglecting that Correct. something doesn't feel right. But then number two, what is the human that is involved in that? What the motives may not even be in line with healing. Correct. Right. Because if the motives are in line with healing, here's the thing. Mental health technically by definition it does not challenge the existence of that deity that you believe in. Correct. It challenges your positioning to what you need to do to handle it. Correct. So if we are people that are st- upstanding for healing, if I am for healing, then I can say, okay, I'm going to pray for you and probably connect you with some services. It might be services based off of people that have our same belief or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. but if the goal is healing, it looks a little different, and that's why I think people were saying it goes hand in hand, because there can be therapists that have the same religious belief as you. Right. Right? But where the damage is, is when, and this is the other, like when people are stepping out of their lanes, is when, like you said, a person needs to be the all and all. They take on all these roles so that you feel like this is the source. Like that math teacher saying, oh, you don't need to even go to your social studies class anymore. Just c- keep coming here. I'm the teacher. I'm the principal. I'm the everything. And it's like, right. Y- unfortunately, we see humans doing this. Mm-hmm. This isn't even in the text, which is the crazy part, right? Yeah. And when JD says the text, I want y'all to know that <laughs> he is one of the rare few that is well-versed in uh, both of these topics that we're talking about um, and have studied uh, religions of all different Eastern, Western philosophies, all that stuff, and mental health, of course. So um, for all those people out there that say it's not possible to uh, partake in both, it is. (laughs) Um, Well, thank you. But it's interesting, too, um, because I put a question out there. I'm glad you said healing. Um, I feel like our generation, you know, um, people 30 and under have gotten into this spirituality element. I feel like uh, our parents have done the religion thing, taking us to church, telling us to pray it away. Oh, we don't need therapy, that kind of thing. Mm. And it has now switched to us as their children becoming more quote-unquote spiritual. And in spirituality, you're supposed to take care of your spirit and your mental health is part of that. So now there's this mental health wave Mm. that is uh, attached to spirit and attached to chakras and stones and all this stuff. Um, And I feel like it's so much easier to attach mental health to spirituality because there's no, uh, there's no text for spirituality. There's no, uh, Mm. It's a newer concept, Uh, but I feel like it can be attached to both um, with the right uh, mindset. Absolutely. And I'm going to add some confirmation to what you just said via the text, right? (laughs) I'm going to share a little bit of my perspective based off of your position. um, Yeah, there you go. There you go. (laughs) They're bringing it right back around. So here we go. In the Bible, it lays heavy on 
a couple of different things. It's very story-based so that you can understand kind of concepts of what's going on. And then there's themes. Uh-huh. So I'm From going your to, lens. From my lens. Uh-huh. From my lens. So in every story, when people uh, get into like, oh, well, mental health is this taboo thing. I firmly believe, based off of looking at every character from Noah, even Adam, Moses, Elijah, mm-hmm. uh, John the Baptist, there is mental health stuff going on with each and every one. One of my favorite characters, <laughs> Moses. <laughs> Paul Little Tink Tink, if you really read Exodus, you will see Moses has PTSD. A whole speech impediment. Speech impediment. A whole learning disorder. (laughs) And and now we we make jokingly of this, but no, like, if you look at it, he was dealing with, like, I have to go back to Egypt and do what? Yeah, I got to deal with my past, a.k.a. trauma. I need to what? Mm -hmm. What? I I didn't, what? Right? So much so, he had to have somebody else with him. <laughs> to make sure that he was stable enough to, to do what he hold it to down, do. right? And then when you're in the desert, right, you're going through trials and tribulations based off of our own human conditions of believing, not believing, going through the fact that you're in a new environment, you're displaced, generations are going through certain traumas, and we're trying to hold tradition, aka our life in Egypt, to this new reality of this promised land of health and prosperity. Doesn't it sound familiar? Mm-hmm. We're in this cross space and we're trying to balance the old with the new yep. and under, and understand that when Moses got to the promised land, the old couldn't go. That's it true. had to, he had to give over to the new. And it's not like it was just an instant. It was a struggle. Yes. A big struggle. Yes. <laughs> so not to get you beat you over the head with the story, but I want you to, I want people to look at these characters, whether it be Moses, whether it be uh, anyone in the Bible, look at any, any I would rager that almost every book has some sort of mental health reality, whether it be, oh, I had a vision. Literally, Revelations is about a vision of something to come. You say that type of vision right now to today's common folks, they'll say you have schizophrenia. That's like true. What you're seeing stuff, what you're hearing things. Moses, you saw a burning bush cut, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, and I, I do this kind of lightly, but no, if you really – the way from my position Correct. is that mental health did not dispute the existence of who I believe in, nor did it say that anywhere in there, I have not found the text yet that said only pray it away. Okay. In fact, when I see Jesus rolling around, he wasn't just telling people, y'all pray, y'all pray, y'all pray. He gave people, oh, this person got faith. They showed up. What? Oh, dude, Jesus, you, you talking about actions here? If I, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jesus dealt with the person that was quote unquote possessed with multiple things going on, rather that be schizophrenia, multiple personality, whatever you want to put it on it. And he had to speak and exist to speak. That sounds like what a therapist does. Okay. And then the person was remained whole. So I'm not here to preach to and you. People talking about miracles and all of that. It might have seemed like that at the time, but I'm sure if somebody has, you know, schizophrenia or depression and sees a therapist and their family sees them change they're gonna feel like a miracle happened too. absolutely <laughs> so let me put this into common context for you well i say all that to say not to convert people to a belief system but to let you know that if something seems off do investigation because the 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 idea of taking care of yourself not just letting something other than you manage 
your taking care of yourself and what you do a one, two, and three, that was not in the text. And unfortunately that is now pointing out that there is herd mentality is being built for the wrong motives. Correct. And it isn't making sense, which is reason uh, why a lot of people feel that they are hurt by the quote unquote church. Now notice that it went from religion to church. Mm-hmm. And it's like a specific group because some of these concepts are not aligning up in the right way. Correct. And I think that most times that hurt is the quote unquote church because religion is so broad, right? Belief in something and practicing that and lots of things in this world that we love to do, that we love to live by are influenced by Eastern philosophy, Western philosophy, balance, uh, you know, taking care of uh, others and taking care of yourself and all of that stuff. So it's not to say that um, they can't go hand in hand, Mm -hmm. but it's also not to say that they are mutually exclusive either. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like it's just quote unquote religion is such an old thing Mm-hmm. That it's, it seems like something n- as new as the exploration of mental health can't infiltrate that system or can't be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And that is not the case. We've never progressed forward without adding in something new. I want <laughs> to speak on the progression forward from a social work framework. And that is a lot of this historical tabooness or hurt from both the mental health realm and in, let's say, the religious realm has been tied to traumatic events or themes in life. Correct. For African Americans, a lot of trauma is tied to slavery. And then they'll be like, oh, yeah, the Bible was used to make people not think for themselves, right? Correct. Mental health has been tied to a lot of persecution. When people thought that you had a mental health, they didn't know what to do with it. So as a community or as a group, you know, we'll ostracize people or, you know, condemn people to either having demons or being just outskirts, whether that have been physical disabilities, we've seen that throughout history, or mental, not knowing what to do with, and as bigger groups. As spirituality or religion is becoming more indiv- individualized, like you were saying, yeah. and mental health now is becoming an individualized conversation, Correct. I believe that now it is breaking free to to people's lifestyles it's becoming more of something to explore as you take more uh notice of well what control do i have of self that Mm self-awareness i think that as we continue to talk about these things and just traumatic hurt things we have to then talk about the trauma and sometimes that's too much for some people to conceptualize in their own life because we haven't done that as as a society we haven't fully dived into healing for some of these traumas, so therefore we don't even talk about them. Yeah. You know? And I'm glad you talked about, you know, going into self um, because I had asked a question, um, and it kind of alludes back to our Versus series, but I had asked, like, you know, do people focus more on their mental health or do they find themselves focusing more on self-care or are they the same? And so many, or neither. And so many people said, you know, 75% of people said that they're the same. Mm. And I think that that's truly interesting um, because you can be 
focused on self-care and that be the most destructive thing to your mental health. Mm, explain like, that. It's uh, don't judge me, y'all. I was watching Hoarders, and, oh, oh. <laughs> and um, it was like, you know, this this person on there was like, yeah, I'm attributing this. Bear with me, y'all. We're going to circle back. <laughs> I'm attributing all of this stuff. You know, they took a million pounds of stuff out of this place. And, you know, she was like, no, no, like, this is part of my self-love. Like, everyone left me. And in order to feel good about myself and to do something good for me, I went shopping or I went thrifting or I collected things. And we do that so much in our lives and we call it quote unquote self-care. But really, if you're looking at this lady, I'm watching her and I'm like, oh, no, like something's going on with her mental. She thinks she's providing herself with self-love, but also living with roaches and mentally OK with that, you know. So um, it's just one of those things. And I think that. Because those two things are in opposition to each other. Religion wouldn't have an answer to that. And mm. so when people don't have answers, they only give, like I said, what they have. So if they don't have an answer to it, they're going to say, well, just pray about it and hope for the best because, I mean, it is what it is. And so that's what the difference in self-care, because I, I don't remember self-care being taught in church either. So self-care is another one of those topics and, you know, mental health that yeah. have kind of been on the outskirts. Yeah. You know, that not knowing what to do, it brings me to one of the interesting conversations I had about the culture of mental health and then how that impacts with the church. What I have found is that mental health is not, let's just say, in urban communities, mental health is just now being talked about as even a possibility for positive. And it's funny, not funny. It is it is serious because when you talk to it through minority communities, mental health is usually talked about the negative rim of it. It isn't you go see a therapist to make you a better use to be a better boss. It is to recover from something. Correct. When it's talked about in affluent communities, it's not just talking about recovering from something. It's usually called talking about help me become a better me. So it's looked at as a luxury. I want to have more kids. Let's go see a therapist. Right. Right. Or I want my marriage to thrive. Let's see. So they're sought after for two different reasons. Correct. And because of that, um, some of it is like trust. So if in one community therapists are like praised and this is something you need. And, and the have other, access to. Mm -hmm, there you go. And the other community is like, oh, you need this to come back. And majority of these therapists in your community do not look like you, a.k.a. that access you were saying. Who do you fall back to? If you're in the minority communities, churches have more power and more tapped into a lot of issues that you see. Resources. And, mm -hmm. and so I'm not saying that the churches need to open up mental health centers, but we need to look at the fact that culture does play a part in our understanding of both what church does and both what mental health is. Because in other communities where it is accepted, there are some religious uh, entities that provide access or resources so you can connect to therapists outside of them or even in their their realm of influence, right? Correct. So if you're in an environment where the culture is you, you are trying to bounce back from the bottom, 
And the church is like, we are your all in all because we are have historically been the only thing that has been there for certain people. I can see how somebody can feel like, oh, well, the church is supposed to be my all in all. Well, if you're coming from a hurt place, a hospital is a very good place to be until you're healed. Right. Right. And the church is quote, quote unquote supposed to be your hospital. So that this conversation could be extremely large. We can go on and on and on and on and on. And <laughs> yeah. I'm trying my best to like just give glimpses of these conversations that we've been having. But Z, where do you feel like we can even go from here with this conversation? Um, I think that it, to be honest, it really breaks my heart that there's so many people that I know, so many people that have commented on posts saying, nah, we ain't really like, into the church or religion anymore just because of the the mental health issues that are going on with people within those entities Mm. um that are are being brushed under the rug and um i think that the more we educate ourselves on mental health, the more we educate ourselves and are aware of our mental health status, um, the less taboo it will become and the more we can dive into things with that lens. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, if somebody feels like they need to choose one or the other, I think that I'm the type of person that I'm like, well, why can't I have both? (laughs) You know? Understood. And, um, I think that having these conversations is moving forward, Mm. especially with people that we all know people that are like super heavy into religion or whatnot. Mm. Um, Having these conversations, they might be challenging, but, you know, expanding our thinking to realize that mental health has a position. Everyone has mental health. Mm. And so, it has a position <laughs> in everyone's life. Yes, it does. And so it has a position in every aspect of people's lives, whether they're intersecting, whether they are diverging, whether they are coming together through religion, at an institution, spiritually, whatever. Yeah. If you're trying to connect with someone or something or a purpose or a passion, then mental health is going to be involved because it's just a part of who we are. If we can't walk to the game, that's our physical health is impacting how we're playing. And it's the same thing with mental health. I love the way you do your analogies. <laughs> um, and like you said, having these conversations builds this next thing, which is accountability, which is because I don't want to sit here and just say that, oh, it should just be easy. It is not because there are people that are stepping out out of their lane in both areas and both arenas that if we build more of a conversation with people that disagree with you, people that have different perspectives, like you were saying, it will allow us to call out the things that are harmful to both mental health and to religion. Mm -hmm. Because like we said, this episode isn't long enough for us to dive into all the nuances, but we have given uh, acknowledgement to the fact that there is, there are crooks in both sides of the game. Amen. And the more we have conversation and step outside of our comfort zones of this, the more we build understanding. And the more we have understanding, we can say, yo, that ain't right. That ain't right. Y'all told who what? 
You know what I mean? I would love to see people stand up in the mental health realm that are hearing things that are not healthy from therapists to clients and be like, wait a minute. No, you're causing harm to our clients, to our community. I would also love to hear people say the same thing within religious institutions of going, you did what to who? Oh, wait a minute. According to the text that we read, we're supposed to be helping, not harming. right? Right. But if we don't build awareness, we don't have these conversations. Nobody's going to say anything. It's so interesting because every conversation that I can at least speak for the ones that me and Dr. J. Duncan have had collectively with people uh, about this topic has ended in some like some type of resolution, like not saying that we're right about this, but it's always been refreshing for people to be like, you know what, like. Y'all are saying the things that nobody else would say. Oh, um, these are things that I was thinking, and it makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it's possible. Oh, yeah, queen of possibility. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, listen, this conversation needs to continue, but it doesn't need to continue just with us. We want to hear what you have to say. In fact, I hope that you hear what we said and are inspired to cause your own conversations in your communities, friend circles, all the above. And make sure within the next week, y'all look for some questions that might be uh, precluding our new topic. So make sure you answer those questions. Be involved in our surveys on our Instagram accounts mm-hmm. and whatnot. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. And as always, the smallest change in perspective can change your life. Peace. Peace.